Welcome to 10 Questions with Tane, the political series, where I catch up with candidates standing in this year's election to learn more about who they are and why they're standing. In this episode, I caught up with Roger Small, the Waitaki candidate for Democracy NZ. Why the Democracy NZ party? Um, probably because their values sit with me um, more so than any other you know, party at the moment. And because I saw Matt King um, at the time of the Wellington protest where no um, other politicians would come out and and listen to especially the people that were vaccine injured and mandated um, out of their jobs. I felt that uh, um, he was really one of the only um, people apart from lights of Winston Peters, but Matt was, um, he was down there for quite a few days each time. And, um, and I just felt that he obviously had compassion. Um, and, and of course, when he, you know, when he, um, decided to leave the national party and start up his own party, my ears pricked up. And are you standing for an electorate or are you standing on the list? Uh, standing um, in the electorate, in the Waitaki electorate. And how long have you been involved in politics? Not very long, just a few weeks um, in terms of um, standing for anybody. Uh, before that, about three election terms ago, I was involved with the National Party at electorate level. I was the vice chair of the electorate. Um, so, like, I have a, a small understanding of the electoral process, um, but, of course, National, uh, just after that, I sort of um, felt that they they weren't really listening to the people enough, and I got quite disillusioned and, and left, and so I've been like every other New Zealander up until right now is that um, I've been politically hostile. Why did you choose to get involved politically for this election? Um, I suppose uh, I was I'm very very concerned uh, for my children's future and for the hardworking uh, New Zealanders' future um, in terms of um, uh, I suppose democracy um, and uh, their voice uh, being heard. Um, and also all the indoctrination um, and fear-mongering that's been going on that um, I, I think, you know, people just been through a pandemic and right through that period, this government have been um, on a crusade to change a whole lot of things. Um, and it's, you know, mentally taxing for New Zealanders. And so their anxiety and, and their uh, fear levels, you know, all go up a level. And I just feel that's totally, um, to me, it's corrupt, really, what, you know, what they're trying to do. Uh, we should be just steady as it goes and, and um, bringing people along with us. But instead, they've been, you know, talking down to us. And, and so I, I'm just very concerned for, yeah, for the future of New Zealand. What's the most pressing issue facing New Zealand today, in your opinion? Uh, probably democracy, because Willie Jackson, um, he said that uh, democracy is changing in New Zealand. And um, and then I also heard Jacinda Ardern, you know, voice when she said that she was the sole source of truth. 
Um, those things really uh, put my alarm bells on. Um, and I suppose the way they're going about that is through centralisation, uh, using race as a means of um, uh, changing our representation, um, especially with that local community level with the three waters and now also the RMA changes. So uh, these regional planning committees where they'll have um, one person from each district council at a regional level uh, plus the other half of that committee will be self-appointed from, you know, Marydom and then a person from the government as well. And so to me, that's uh, taking people's voice away at a local level. Um, so so between democracy and centralisation, that uh, those two things um, have me very uh, concerned. There's a, a whole lot of other things, but they, those two are probably the pillars that I think we need to be fighting against and, and trying to save uh, for our community's voice. And how do you think we can solve those particular issues? Um, well, take race out of it for a start, because uh, we're all New Zealanders. Um, we just need to move forward as, as one people and, and base any policies based on need, um, you know, not race. Um, and also just try and like, um, it's a bit like I'm involved with the catchment group and we've been finding it hard to get things practical things done at a local level and um, now that we've formed a group and we've got the authorities listening to us we're actually starting to get some on the ground things done and so i just think it's the community's voice um, that needs to be strong and um, and we need to get back to practical you know solutions rather than this uh, theoretical based ideology approach how's your campaign going um well it's a bit of a learning curve for me um but it's been good actually been well received um there's people from both sides of the political spectrum that have um, come out and supported and helping me um i've formed a committee around me and um because I, I just feel this isn't about me um the reason i'm standing is because um I, i'm just I just feel that others have stood up right through the last three years and um, it's time that I, I stood up. And I'm hoping that by me standing up, that'll empower other people uh, around me in the community and the, this electorate to do the same. And, um, and hopefully by doing that, those people feel like they've got a voice, um, you know, uh, back in Parliament if we, if we manage to get, you know, that far. But, you know, we've got to start somewhere. And I think Democracy NZ um, at the moment is starting to get a bit of traction and um, and Matt King being a very strong uh, political force in Northland, um, you know, that bodes well for, um, you know, the party. Right. And what do you do when you're not campaigning? Um, well, I'm a farmer, um, so we grow arable crops. We have wheat, barley, peas, radish and mustard and, and uh, sometimes clover seed and we fatten lambs. Uh, so that keeps me pretty occupied because it's my wife and, um, and uh, my two sons are working off the farm, but they help me every now and again. 
And um, and then I also um, chairman of our local catchment group, um, and I'm also uh, chairperson of our local Harrier Club. So like to do a bit of walking and used to like to do running, but I got a back injury, so so just um, I'm just sort of slowly um, fading away in the, in the Harrier front. But uh, I really enjoy seeing the young people. Um, do well and you know just at whatever level they're at it's just good to see them getting active and you know getting out there so that gives me a lot of uh, pleasure Um, I'm also uh, you know like to be in the outdoors you know fishing and those sorts of things awesome you're a real community guy well (laughs) I just um, I just feel as a community we need to be able to get on with each other and um and then you know make our lives better within our communities and and you know that's the one thing this government with their whole climate change fear mongering is that um you know the we're not going to change the climate little old new zealand and we're just really virtue signaling so the best thing that you know we can do is make ourselves resilient to weather events you know we've had them in the past you know large weather events and we'll always get them into the future. And so um, it's important that the community, you know, feels like they've done the best they can to be able to handle those events. Yeah, they even admit in their paperwork the the issue of emissions leakage, right? Where yes. countries with less efficient farmers are just going to pick up where what we don't do and, and it's going to be uh, worse for everyone overall. Yeah, but just it's hard to understand, you know, um, you know, we've all got our suspicions of what they're trying to really do. And it's a lot of things, uh, you know, seem to be driven a bit from the UN and the World Economic Forum. And um, But um, I don't know, as a country, we just need to push back and, and look after ourselves and make ourselves economically strong so that we can, you know, we can meet all our environmental uh, goals. But at the moment, we're sort of weakening ourselves. We're, you know, like... 20% up to 20% of sheep and beef farmers might go uh, by 2030 and um, and then you know we're allowing these big corporates to come in and buy up you know large areas of land and put it into carbon forestry which um, you know to me just makes no sense because they can carry on polluting and and we stop producing the most efficient food in the world mm. yeah foreign ownership is so tragic where we're literally losing the, the the land that we have losing parts of the country because we're not getting any more of it no no it's a bit like um also the sea level rise with climate change you know they keep saying oh the sea is rising well it has been for you know thousands and thousands of years so nothing's really changed on that front but there's so many variables there's um you know different different weather systems that affect the sea level there's um accretion there's subsidence there's uh, uplifting and all of those things um so it's they need long-term data and really we've only been recording data since 1910 i think so so and it's just been you know showing like about a 1.8 millimeter rise all of that time so um yeah I, i just think that it's a whole lot of fear to try and get us to be subservient to to um, their ideology, I suppose. Mm, mm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for standing up for New Zealand. And th- 
thanks for being on the first episode of uh, 10 Questions with Tane, the political series, and best of luck for your campaign. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Tane, and thanks for what you're all doing. You know, I think it's just great, actually.